Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. And today we are speaking with General Manager Security Operations for NBN Co, Matt Grant. Matt, welcome to the program. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me, mate. Now, Matt, today is a discussion uh, based around a presentation that you're giving hopefully later this year at the Security Expo. Um, And it really looks at convergence in the security space. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about your background and your current role? Sure, mate. Um, My career started many years ago in law enforcement, New South Wales Police. I did about 10 years there. The bulk of that was as a detective, um, mostly organised crime and um, homicide. And I left the police in 2006 to go to a role at Telstra, initially as a security advisor and investigator, and then moved not long after that into a role running the law enforcement liaison group for Australia and New Zealand, which dealt with all the different law enforcement national security agencies who needed to get information from Telstra. From there, I went to Verizon, which is another telco, a large American telco, again, security manager for Australia and New Zealand, predominantly in the um, security investigations and, and kind of risk management law enforcement liaison space. And then six years ago, I moved to NBN Co uh, in my current role to help build out a, um, you know, what we're talking about here, a converged security model under the Chief Security Officer. Yeah, great. And so there's there's obviously been a lot of discussion in the last decade or so around what converged security looks like, because traditionally security has come from a background where we've had a very siloed approach to security. We've had cyber security off to one side. We've had physical security off to the other side. And even within physical security, we've had traditional silos of access control, intrusion detection, uh, threat detection, all sorts of things. So, you know, walk me through what you're doing at NBN Co as far as the converged model works and how that differs from other things you've seen. Yeah, so where we are now is we have a chief security officer who's my boss. And under his remit are a series of different, I guess, what we call security domains. I look after the physical personnel security and investigation space, but then you also have a privacy function. Uh, You have a security risk function. You have a security assurance, both internal and third-party assurance. Um, We did have a security architecture function up until recently, just shifted that not that long ago. So really what we're doing here is bringing all of those domains together under the one chief security officer to solve for the, you know, the whole organisational context of security. And where we don't have the security direct reporting line into him, we have things like value streams, for example, in our CapEx space, where that's coordinated across the different security functions that have an interest in security capital from a value stream point of view. So although we may not have the direct reporting relationship to some of those functions, we still have that governance model that allows the single accountability for overseeing that CapEx planning cycles. So then why to your mind, I mean, I know that in your presentation, you you will probably touch a little bit on the disparate skill sets within the security team from, you know, cybersecurity through to investigations and, and other things and the importance of bringing those people together to create a holistic view of security. But but why is that important to the overall security outcome? Yeah, I think what I'll probably be talking about predominantly, um, John, and it's one of my big things, is that everything within security centres around people. 
So if you think about the threat actors and you think about the people who are trying to write the rules and put the processes and implement the practices to stop the threat actors accessing infrastructure or assets, it's all about people. And so for me, when I think about the converged security model, I think about the different types of skills in the different security disciplines, and they are somewhat different. If I think about the skills that a cybersecurity professional brings, they are, in my mind, somewhat different to those that an investigator brings, which, again, are different to the way a security risk professional or security assurance professional might think. And so one of the things that we've noticed that NBNCO is that having those different ways of thinking sitting under the same banner, reporting up in the same um, reporting lines to a chief security officer, give you that diversity of thought that allows you to look differently at, for example, a cyber problem, having an investigator or a physical security professional looking at that. Similarly, you know, you have a cyber guy with their technical detail looking at some physical security problems to your point about access control or systems um, that you may not have had having those domains sit separately in different parts of the business. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point because traditionally when you only have uh, one particular person within a, a given domain, whether it be cybersecurity or physical security, you're not really getting the whole picture. There's that you know funny story that was going around as an anecdote years ago about the physical security manager and the IT security manager having lunch and the IT security manager saying to the physical security guy, We've got the best firewalls, we've got the best antivirus, we've got the best anti-intrusion you know, detection software and all the rest of it. You could never steal all of our data. And he said, I'll bet you 50 bucks I can. And just basically pulled the fire alarm in the building, walked into the server room and ripped out the entire server and walked out with all of their data and went, now what are you going to do? Um, so it's that thing around you really need all aspects of, of the solution to be able to get the full picture. But... As someone who's come from a physical security background, how do you integrate the cybersecurity and the other bits into what you're doing? Because it can be very daunting, I imagine, when you're dealing with parts of it you've never had to deal with before. Yeah, and I think, again, it's those being able to have those discussions, John, within the same group. So if I think about your point that you made around, you know, somebody walking into a building and just ripping servers out and compromising the cyber function that way, um, it's a message I'm always giving to my colleagues in the cyberspace who are thinking about, you know, what what um, detections do we write and what alerts do we managing and how do we respond to incidents? And um, there's a lot of focus on cyber, as you know, at the moment, it's the buzz and, you know, it's a real um, dynamic environment. But at the end of the day, it's a person that's going to compromise that security, whether it's in the cyber landscape or the, or the physical space. And in many ways, the insider threat, you know, is equally uh, as important or if not more important than what we're doing in our, you know, protections at our internet um, facing firewalls or whatever it might be. So for me, it's being able to have those conversations and challenge my colleagues and have them challenge me to think not only about my domain, but about what the impacts are across, you know, the different domains as they come together. And, you know, for NBNCO that run a critical infrastructure um, organisation, a large, diverse network, um, you know, that's some of the stuff that we see value in having, you know, the discussions across, the, the, you know, the different threat landscapes. Absolutely. And, you know, like the example we used before of the physical and the IT manager and the physical manager taking the, uh, the server, I imagine with so much of the traditional security fe- functions and features migrating into the digital space, 
there's a lot of things that the physical security managers don't necessarily sort of consider when it comes to IP-based systems that the cyber guys say, hey, but have you thought about this or have you thought about that? Absolutely, mate. And, you know, if you think about what we do, we might put a CCTV system in. Uh, and, you know, as a traditional physical security mind, you might go, right, oh, we just need to plug that in and the cameras are going to work and we'll get the video footage at our monitoring centre. But you don't necessarily think, and I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek because, you know, if you're a bit more advanced and you're thinking you will, but you don't necessarily think about what happens between the camera and coming back into the monitoring centre, you know, and what that landscape looks like. So I've got, for example, peers who run penetration testing teams who go, hey, have you done a pen test on this new brand of camera that you're thinking about using? Have you done your due diligence on the organisation that you're going to buy it from? Um, and so you're right, you know, it gives me that ability to then leverage off those other skills that we have within the group that challenge me to make sure I've considered the broad security spectrum, not just the you know, plugging something in and watching the footage go back to a monitoring point. Yeah, and I would imagine working on something like national infrastructure, which it's essentially critical national infrastructure with being the NBN Co., you have to be much more mindful of what's happening in the, the threat landscape than a lot of other people might traditionally be and a lot more proactive about what you're doing. And so how does having a sort of fully fleshed out converged team help in that space? Yeah, I guess it really comes back to what we've discussed already. You know, I think it's that diversity of thought. Um, it's that, you know, all of the security functions sitting at the one table having the same conversation. So when I'm hearing about a um, cyber breach in another organisation from my peers in the cyberspace, I'm then starting to think about, now, does that have any impact on some of the infrastructure I might be running? And asking them, you know, is there anything I need to be thinking about so it, it really just comes back to the people. And that, I guess that's what I'll be talking about in the presentation is people sit at the centre of everything on both sides of the security you know, table, whether it's the threat actors or those trying to stop them from being successful. And having the, the diverse skills at that same table within NBN Co allows us to be really, really well prepared for anything that might be thrown at us as a critical infrastructure provider. Yeah, I guess one of the things that comes to mind for me at the moment is obviously the craziness that has gone on over the last 15 months around 5G and critical infrastructure and all the rest of it and whether or not that's played it all into the things that you've had to do as far as the, th the threat landscape is concerned and investigations and cyber information and all the rest of it. Yeah, I guess it's probably no surprise that we're not dissimilar to any other organisation that looks at a whole range of different threats, um, you know, including things like people's views and their actions they might take with respect to 5G and concerns they got around 5G. So, you know, although NBN um, isn't running a 5G network, we are concerned about our infrastructure, no matter what that is, whether that's a fixed wireless tower or a node on the side of the road or a a building or a you know a point of interconnect for our fibre, we treat all of that equally as important, um, and of course you know take all precautions that we that we possibly can to make sure that no matter what people are thinking and no matter what they want to do, we, we try and make sure we can stop them from doing that. So, in the context of sort of your your security day to day at, at NBN Co, 
I mean, what tends to be the focus of your team? Is it more internal or external type threats? Um, if you talk about my team in the physical personnel investigation space, um, we tend to look externally to protect the net with the physical infrastructure. So, you know, so we think a lot about um, you know how we control access to different parts of the network, and we think a lot about who we allow to get into the different parts of the network. Um, and of course, you know, the, the different levels of security that we might put around those. So we spent a lot of time thinking about that. Um, within the broader security function, sitting under the chief security officer, clearly we have a strong, um, uh, a strong interest in um, internal security as well. So making sure that we protect from the internal threat, which is, you know, present in any organisation, um, whether it's people you know, interested in um, maliciously doing the wrong thing or accidentally doing the wrong thing. So we have a, you know, a view on that. Um, and then also more broadly within the security group, there's, you know, a focus on the external threat, particularly from that cyber security space as well. So it's, I guess it's both, mate, to answer your question. You know, they're, they're both important, whether we're thinking about threats from outside the organisation or, you know, the, um, the potential threat from within. Excellent. And so if people would like to come and see you speak uh, at the moment, it's uh, happening live at the Security Expo in Darling Harbour in November. That uh, that may change given everything that's going on in the world to uh, a virtual online event. On that one last question, how has the, uh, I suppose, the event of the last 15 months impacted on what you do with so many more people working remotely and, uh, and so much pressure on the NBN to, uh, to perform? Yeah, look, it's definitely been a busy period of time. Um, in many ways, we've had um, some reprieve from some of the craziness with people being in offices, of all the things that you normally deal with from a security point of view with people in your buildings. So in many ways, that's that's sort of been a bit of a reprieve for us. But of course, in the current environment, where the economic conditions are challenging, we do obviously see an increased level of threat some of those opportunistic crime types so we've been really busy making sure that we do you know everything we can to protect this you know piece of critical infrastructure and you know the network as you probably know and have heard has performed um, superbly through you know what's been a really really challenging time for for the country pretty much working from home yeah and and i imagine part of what you do also involves any future upgrades to the network planning how to protect for those uh, those upgrades you know the infrastructure involved in the upgrades and all that sort of stuff as well yeah absolutely mate and you know clearly that's been a um a trajectory that the organization has been on to future proof from the growth in you know the bandwidth that we're using across the country with you know as i say everybody working from home or largely working from home yeah all right well look matt thank you very much for your time Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you would like to hear Matt speak at the uh, the security conference, visit the ASIAL website at www.asial.com.au. Uh, and if you would like more podcasts like this one, you can find them on Blurberry, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and uh, all the good places where you find podcasts. And we will speak to you next time. <laughs>